Good morning. 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 Good morning, sunshines. Good morning. <laughs> I need to adjust. Yeah, I don't know whether that window behind me is the best idea. How can I unblur? Oh, here we go. I'm really far away from the camera, which is good this morning because I can't see how. Oh, you're just small, Adam. That's good for me. <laughs> Listen. I'm I'm dreading this life to be honest because um if I go an inch higher my boobs are all over the screen so I'm really like it's not it's it's not even funny I can't even shut this child any other way than sucking my nipple in her mouth <laughs> you might we might get banned we might get shut down <laughs> Oh God, this is being recorded as well. Jesus. <laughs> it's just the reality of it. You should leave it there. This is making us human. It's fine. It's fine. Nothing is being seen, so it's okay. Right, are we doing this? Oh, I just tapped it. You appeared. Hello. <laughs> Hello, Pav. I can hear Mike, but I just can't see him. Oh, he's coming, I think. He's coming. Here you go. Ah, yeah, there we go. And we're here. <laughs> Finally, yeah, I think it's just a uh, Instagram live is a bit glitchy. Can anyone confirm you see me okay without? Yeah, we all good. Yeah, we're all good. We're not flashing anything, Pat. <laughs> yeah, and it's, yeah it's... Just, just got your head and neck, so you're all good. Step stand up. It's not not funny. I'm very, very cautious. But I also realise this is a child's hand. It's actually not my skin, so it's all good. <laughs> right, so, hey team. Um, obviously, we're going to do this call because we wanted to chat about um, a few things that have come up with clients within our own team and our own businesses um, and give some advice and tips on for others and how to train, how to live their life around the gym, around fitness. <clears throat> And one thing that we were talking about earlier this week was um, when clients take a, a rest or a break, they're worried about losing their gains, losing their strength. Um, and, and this happen, happens in both of our in both of our teams that we have clients that kind of worry about this and they don't know what to do. Um, Mike, I was wondering if anything's come up in your in your business and in your team that relates to that. Yeah, totally. Especially recently, I was talking to one of my clients. Um, the main issue when they go away is visiting family, visiting people where you don't have control over your plans or food, um, mm. which can be. It's one of those things that there's only so much you can control. Ultimately, unless you're going away for like two months or a month, anything that happens is only going to be short-lived any weight gain any kind of slight strength loss is going to be so short-lived that within a week or so you're going to be back on it but there are obviously certain things you can do so like protein bars you can take with your protein powder things things like that to keep keep you on board keep you going um what about you yeah so i had a client who I had a client who overtrains. Um, although their program is set to five days a week, I know that they train often um six days or sometimes even seven, and they don't give themselves enough rest. And I identified this from just looking at their 
looking at the what they were logging, talking to them. Um, and I said, I'm, you know, how much rest are you actually taking on? I ain't taking a rest day this week, um, which was concerning. And now when you know, we're back down on three or four training sessions a week and I really wanted to focus on the rest. But the main concern that he had was I'm going to lose the strength gains and lose the lose what I've, what I've gained if I take those two or three rest days a week. But what's more important to understand is that those rest days are essential for you to adapt and for you to grow and for your body not to be under so much stress that actually you end up just getting sick, you end up getting becoming burnt out. Um, and and there, will, there will come a point where that happens for sure. If you're training six, seven times a week and not managing your, your rest, I think six times a week is just like whenever I've tried that, it makes me feel actually ill. Like I feel like I've been hit by a bus every morning. Um, and if you train it seven times a week, I mean, it's, it, it, it just becomes really difficult to recover and eventually just burn out. So, um, yeah, it just comes down to educating and reassuring the client. I think that they need those rest days to adapt, recover, grow, um, and, and that that cannot be sustained forever at that rate. What do you think, Pav? I would, yeah, I would dig a little bit deeper, potentially. I would go in a direction of why do you feel you actually have to train this much? Because if it, if then that person doesn't train or misses the gym or doesn't go those six or seven days and they feel guilty and anxious about it, then it's not driven by passion. That it's probably, it's not because it makes them feel better to be at the gym. It's because they probably feel like they have to be at the gym and suddenly they're not and they start panicking and feel a bit anxious about it. So I would probably question, why do you feel that you actually have to be at the gym six, seven times a week? Because we know these are these are the, uh, it's proven, I can show you that you need the rest days and you're actually not better off by being at the gym six or seven times a week so mm. why do you feel it's better for you so what what is it that you're trying to potentially um push out or why do you try to keep yourself that busy by going to the gym but is there anything else that's going on that you why do you find potentially a safe space at the gym for for what reason so i think there is maybe something something else to it in terms of you know, taking uh, I've got your sa- yeah, your sound is cutting on and off. Yeah. Try, it might be the Wi Fi if you try, um, maybe switching to data or, or, or um, headphones. I we have the fastest Wi Fi in the whole of a UK because of Neil's <laughs> job, so I just don't think it's Wi Fi, I just think it's my phone. And I'm gonna try and uh, get Neil to find my headphones. So yeah. if well, you well, guys crack on, and I'll just message him to bring me headphones, it goes, it, it's okay, and then it and then it drops off and goes patchy. Like a, when you just spoke, then it sounded fine. It it might just be the volume that you're talking at. I'm not sure when, if maybe if you speak quietly, it cuts off. Um, Adam is basically telling you to shut up, Pav. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Literally, it's. <laughs> is it is it because i'm foreign is it trying to just send a message or something it's totally yeah Uh, Yeah. i I guess the thing to think about with like muscle gain is it's it's ultimately the same as fat loss if you if you lose if you get fat loss too quickly lose too much fat that's unsustainable and what you've not learned is how to kind of gradually do it how to maintain it so all that happens is you peak back up if you're gonna hammer the gym out 
build build a load of muscle or if only it was that easy but you get my drift you like um you get your fitness to a certain level but you're absolutely kin- killing it off that's not sustainable so all that happens is you're gonna fall back down what's more sensible with all of those with your fat loss with your muscle gain is that gradual ingraining it into your your lifestyle into your everyday life i know everyone wants that instant gratification and those instant results but realistically that's not that that's not how it works yeah i think i think i, I completely agree with both of you here and 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 perhaps trying to delve deeper and find the reasons why they're trying to kill themselves that much um that's a difficult discussion and an uncomfortable discussion but one that's definitely like needed because if you don't talk about it you're not going to find out the deeper reasons why um and it could just come from a place of insecurity of not of thinking they're letting themselves down or they're being lazy or da 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 or it could just be that they're not so well understanding like mike said about the principles of muscle gain um and strength training so it, it it could be either one of the two but you need to have that conversation i guess with your coach um and and just open up um what was I going to say? I was going to say something significant then. Ah, yeah. So like I said, with him, I pulled his sessions right down to four sessions a week and I'm trying to get him to train just a bit less um, to reassure him and show him that actually you can still get bigger, you can still get stronger and you don't have to train seven days a week. Um, So we're just trialing this out and I, I know what the results will be, but for him, he's obviously going to be worried that um without training those three days he's going to lose everything but i know that that won't happen and then i think that that should hopefully nip this one in the bud um yeah, yeah and it is hard to because we do it like yeah. i've gone three phases of training too much because you're seeing people around you that are training all the time that look look incredible um so you're thinking right i need to train as much as them and then you burn out. And then also we're then not being great examples because you're in the gym that much and you're telling your clients one thing, but really I'm training six days in a week. Like it, it, it's it's hard because it is so much of a mental block that you have to get through. Um, and I would honestly say I'm st- still struggling with it. There are times where I will take myself to the gym because of low self-esteem or for reasons other than actually just getting stronger or fitter um so it is i appreciate sometimes it is the blind leading the blind i'm saying one thing doing doing something completely different um but i think that's where sometimes it helps because you can relate to clients um we're going through the same thing we're not perfect we've not got it all figured out um and that's where this is nice because we've got a nice our own support which is great I never had the issue of training way too much. <laughs> a long, long time ago, I grew up. I was going to say, you did, you did competitions. That. I've seen yeah. those pictures. Bodybuilding. I, I call bullshit. And then I have a PTSD from it. So then I went the <laughs> other way of the spectrum. <laughs> and I'm like, if I train once every two weeks, can I get away with it? 
but yeah i also think as well like when you when someone doesn't go to the gym and you don't train for a week you will feel it like you will feel it uh on the strength potential but that doesn't mean your strength is gone it's just gonna be a bit more difficult because you just need to loosen up those joints again and warm up those muscles and that first session back at the gym after a week or two let's say when you go on holiday it's going to be a struggle and it's going to be pain and you're going to be sore as anything but it's you know you're going to go the second time and the third time and you're back to where you where you left off really so it's um it's good to maybe make the clients aware that this is expected and yes you you may feel weaker on that first session but that doesn't mean you are okay olivia said hello yeah, um, there is a uh, no but, boob in her mouth. That's why. Here we go. <laughs> um, that that's made me. That's reminded me to talk about something there, Pav. Um, you don't want the boob. That's, that's yeah, the boob. <laughs> <laughs> the boob. Oops. Of course, that was it. Oh. Um, no, it was the you don't lose strength. All that happens is you remove that fatigue that's accumulated. So if you go through an eight week, 12 week training block over time, fatigue is just going to accumulate and accumulate. Like it doesn't matter if you're training three times a week or five times a week. If you're pushing those sessions hard, there will be some fatigue. There's going to be some muscle damage and there's going to be some just like general fatigue. If you take a a week off or two weeks off a holiday, you remove that fatigue, but you don't lose that strength gain. So then all you're doing is kind of revealing more strength because that fatigue can kind of hinder the, the, the output that you can do. So if you take someone's bicep curl, for example, they might be using eight kg dumbbells by the end of that training block, but then they take two weeks off and I've seen this happen. They come back and they can suddenly do 10. And I'm like, wow, this is cool. Um, I find that really interesting. They, they've actually got stronger um, or it seems that way, but actually what's happened is you've just re- removed that accumulated fatigue. Yeah. Yeah, agree, agree. I do have a a thing from a client that I think could tie into this as well. So may as well mention it and let's see what you guys think. Um, So the client mentioned in the check-in what to do and how to try and stay in the zone even when things take you out of the zone. So what she meant by this, obviously, how to deal with things that are, the, the things just come up. Plans change. And especially now before Christmas, I think we're going to see it a little bit more often with clients just, you know, there's a party here and party there and we're going to go to a Christmas market and stuff like that. So how can we help clients to actually understand that it doesn't have to be all or nothing and that they can still do some sort of a progress or potentially maintain where they are with things happening outside of what they planned for? Uh, do you want to start, Mike, maybe? Yeah, I think the the, the first thing is always you be as prepared as possible. So if you're doing three workouts in a week or even two, get your first one in on Monday. Get it done Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Um, that way it gets to the weekend and you're already done. So if something comes up and plans change, that's fine. But if you're planning my workouts going to be Saturday and Sunday and then something happens and you go out, go out for a Christmas party, surprise Christmas party on a Friday, you're screwed, you're not getting any of your sessions in. So get get those things done to start with. And then also in the same way, Christmas period is not seven days a week. You have a Christmas party, work Christmas party, that's on a Friday. The rest of the week is a normal week. Don't throw everything 
at the wall because you're going, well, it's Christmas when it's just an average Tuesday. Um, keep on track those days. So then when you get to that Friday, even if you do have a few more drinks, go have three course meal, whatever it is, that's one day. That's a small part of the grander thing is the advice I'll give. Yeah, I agree. Do you have anything on that ad? Yeah, so the immediate thoughts that I would have if I had a client who was worried about social occasions like coming up unexpectedly, they're worried about that um, taking them off off course with weight loss or strength gains, whichever it is. Try to take control of what you can, but accept that you're not going to have control of it all. So if we take, let's say it's strength, uh, strength training and, and muscle building and you know you typically maybe eat three or four times a day but you've got like Mike said maybe a dinner in the evening and, and a few drinks that still leaves plenty of opportunity in your day to take control of you still work on your breakfast you still work on your lunch you still work on that third meal and then you know let yourself have that time off in the evening and a really useful rule that Pab I know you've come across a lot and I'm sure Mike you have too is just 80-20 like if you can work on 80% of your day and nail that and then 20% have flexible time or have as flexible calories um you know that's a very good ratio to have you're never going to have 100 of it in control uh, and 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 you shouldn't really strive to because your life would become really mundane and, and, and boring so um have that 20 as flexible time and flexible kind of training or flexible calories uh, and just like mike said um prioritizing times in the week when you're more free and work and really making the most of that. So when you're feeling motivated, when you're feeling free on time, go get your gym sessions done. And then at the latter half of the week, if you want to let your hair down, you can. Um, I think that's a really, uh, a really useful tip and not going against that. Like on a Friday, most people are pretty tired and worn out. We don't want to go into the gym and do a leg session, you know? So, um, you know, take Friday off or maybe go in and do a quick arm session, something that's going to fill your ego and feel easy to do. Um, so yeah, work in times of the week that feel right for you and, and take time off when, when, uh, when that time comes. Yeah, I would add to this, a lot of people are worried about Christmas, right? A lot of people are scared of Christmas, but actually it's not the Christmas itself. It's not that week of Christmas that is throwing people off. It's usually this time leading up to Christmas that is going to do the most of the damage. So bear that in mind and just maybe prioritize some of the events. Like maybe you don't have to go to every single Christmas party or maybe you want to go to some where you're going to enjoy yourself a little bit more and some where you're just trying to stay a little bit more in control. And um, potentially, uh, you know, the little little changes and little things go a long way, like swapping the drinks, which you probably talk to your clients about a lot. So it's different if you're going to have six pints or if you're going to have six gins with a slimline tonic or vodka sodas or anything like that like that's gonna do a big difference or in terms of food like if you just go for a starter main and dessert as well as drinks then probably is not going to help you as much as if you choose either starter or dessert or you share those as well with someone else um i think those those little little things it, it all adds up It all adds up. And if we talk about 80-20, it doesn't have to be on the day as well. It can be across the week. So if the 80% of your week is great and spot on, then 20% can be what you um what you enjoy and do what you like. But on this as well, I know I like to go off tangent, but this is actually a good example. It's 
look at your week as a whole, because I had a client who sort of, when I look through his food diaries, every day there would be quite a significant amount of calories from, I'll give you an example, like one day was pizza, the other day was McDonald's, the other day was Ben and Jerry's or whatever. And it was like this every day. And then this client would say, yes, but I don't have McDonald's that often. Yes, I don't have Ben and Jerry's that often. Yes, that's great that you have McDonald's once a month, but across the week, you have all of these things that you don't have that often, they will add up across the week significantly. So look at your week and just bear that in mind that, you know, it's it's great that you don't have one thing a lot, but think of what, what other meals do you have in your week? Definitely. I think that comes from the whole point, knowledge is power, isn't it? That's why tracking is so useful because you have an idea of what you're having and what your week looks like. But until you actually write it down and you can look back, then you can go, oh shit, like you can actually see those things. Whereas we like to tell ourselves little porkies to get away with a lot of stuff. Um, I think that's really useful. Have you, either of you found in your your own personal experience with this same thing? So like, especially because we're so involved in fitness, do you struggle when you go away or go visit people or things what what's your thoughts when it comes to fitness and food I don't have to go away for that I was gonna say (laughs) no to my defense breastfeeding burns about extra 600 calories a day so I had five biscuits today already which I didn't really need but it's fine because uh you know I can I can just it's something my body needs which is (laughs) information which is information that most people don't know yeah, that is not. Yeah, that's. I yeah. didn't have that in my brain. So there we you. go. So every day is a school day. But I also had those biscuits on a side of my protein yogurt because we know protein is super important. So it wasn't just five biscuits; it was also <laughs> loads of coffee and a protein yogurt. But you know, it's um. Yeah, I definitely. I have to say, sort of jump into this as well, like my sort of own story when I used to compete. I went on holiday to check and there was a school reunion and it's, you know, two hours flight. So I packed my food because I was worried that I will have no food, nothing to choose from at the airport or at home. So I would boil egg whites and I would just have egg whites with me because I was so scared of being flexible and eating something else. And then um, when I went home, I had to take, it was five hour train journey um to this school reunion with the changing of the trains so i actually researched the gyms at the place where i had to change the trains so i went to the gym for an hour and a half between changing the trains to go to this reunion which was absolutely pointless but i was so consumed by training and food that I would just go completely, it was completely nuts. I would have never done anything like this now. But back then I planned it. I planned the gym. I bought a day pass. I went there and I sat back on a train. And then in the evening, obviously, I've used up all my willpower and everything throughout the day. In the evening, I had a one glass of champagne and it just went to shit. And I ended up with five bottles with a massive hangover and eating a pizza at night because, you know, I couldn't, couldn't, hold anymore so yeah there was definitely a part of me that had struggles with food what about you at you had some sort of a can I just ask Pav did mm. you with relation to that do you 
did you find that because that was a reunion that was a thing that should have been like really fun and nice to kind of catch up with people did you find that you then struggled to kind of enjoy that event because your brain was just in that what am I eating workout whereas realistically you had actually eaten really well and you'd gone to the gym while you were away that was like in theory you should have been like I've done all this let's have a lovely time but realistically you still felt rubbish it was the other way around it was horrible it was horrible I wouldn't be able to enjoy because I was just thinking right I screwed it now I had all of this like alcohol now and some food what else can I have to then really push it to the limits. Yeah. So then I would go completely wild. And then obviously the next day you just feel horrible. So yes, you know, you waste your time by stopping on a journey, going to the gym and boiling egg whites, which half of the airport wasn't very happy about me eating. Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah. And then I just blew it off anyway, because it was not a healthy outlook on food. It was just not a healthy relationship with food at all. It was very, very disordered with food and with exercise. So that's what I try. And I know you guys try that as well, just to educate your clients on this, that, you know, sometimes doing less is actually a lot better and being able to enjoy the social events because social events for me just became an opportunity to, you know, go overboard with food yeah. and alcohol and stuff so what about you ad yeah i guess looking at at that path it's easy to slip into the mindset of more is better and i've done that myself like more training more effort more res- like taking away foods and res- restricting yourself is somehow going to be better uh, and, and actually it ends up being this elastic band effect where you you pull the elastic band so far and then you it, you suddenly let go like at the party and it flicks the other way so you've gone from one extreme then to the other um whereas you know you could have probably taken that day off and had it as rest if you just pre-programmed get your training in earlier in the week, have these couple of days of no gym, um, you know, maybe just even no, no calorie tracking. Um, with, with my clients, I try and not have them track every day for a long period of time, because that's when that over kind of restriction comes in or over control uh, comes in. So even if you're just tracking three days in the week, like take a few days off in the week where you're not tracking and you eat intuitively, um I but like I say in the past I I've I've fallen victim to binge eating and I was in middle distance running at, at uni for a couple of years and it was quite intense it went from being a hobby running just with a friend to then joining a team of boys who were very good at running and I I naturally wasn't a runner like I'd come from an, uh from gymnastics and gymnastics and running are just not they're not they similar s- Say someone who runs 5K in 16 minutes, just saying. <laughs> but that took a lot of training. And actually, when I started off running, I was nowhere near that level. I remember I was, I was, I was, I was quick, but I was near an average of like 25, 30 minutes. And I trained really hard, like I trained in gymnastics, and suddenly my times were just like coming off. And I found myself in this really competitive boys group, but I was always like the slower one of that pack. And somehow in my head, I'd convinced myself that the lighter I am, the quicker I'm going to be. And that was the Mm. main driving force for me to not eat during the day. And I would eat, sometimes I would eat one meal at the the end of the day. Um, And this is on top of running like 50, 100 miles a week, 
uni training, strength training, one meal a day. Like I was not, I was not well for obvious reasons. Um, but that meal would be like a thousand, thousand pounds of calories. And I would binge eat. Um, and it took a lot of work to get out of that that mindset and work on my relationship with food and see food as more of a fuel for me to um, get stronger and see it as an addition to my life rather than trying to take away from it. Um, yeah, so that's all I've kind of got to say on, on that point. Uh, yeah. yeah. Binge eating, binge eating is, is, it's a dark hole. It can, yeah. be, a really, it can be a really dark hole. Uh, and I think if you've got any tendencies around that, make sure you speak to someone who, you know, maybe it's within your family, friends or the coach uh, and talk to them about it because talking about it is halving the problem straight away. Uh, yeah. And um, sure. you know. I think I think that's the thing when it comes to like holidays and like um, time out of your training. That's where it's that's you kind of 80, 20 and things like that. Where, that's where they help because we we, we try and teach that it's not just I'm on holiday, hands in the air, done. I'm just going to have everything mm. that I see because then ultimately, you know, you just feel awful af- afterwards about it. And that's the kind of binge inside of it. Realistically, yeah. when you take a step back and you go, OK, I've had a lovely breakfast um, at the hotel. We're going out for dinner, lunch. I'm just sat by the pool. Do I need to get that burger and chips? No, actually, I'm it's somewhere lovely I'm gonna have a nice salad feel really good feel fresh it's like those decisions that actually ultimately when you look ahead will make you feel better yeah. um I think that's where we kind of be like you said the intuitive eating that's kind of where that comes in which mm. I think is where ultimately you want everyone to get to yeah not thinking oh I've gone off plan and now I need to punish myself um or, or anything like that yeah yeah that's an important yeah. thing so why don't we give our, does anyone have their final thoughts of our chat? Um, like a thought you want to leave our many listeners with. Uh, have we got any questions? I'm just scrolling through. Have a look through. I don't think we sort of told people to ask questions. People can, sure people can ask any questions that they've got about training, time off from training, um if they're ever worried about losing gains or going off plan if you've got any questions around that then we're gonna we're gonna be here for for a few more minutes and just close out the chat but feel free to add them into the comments or add the question there um have we got any final thoughts guys anything that came up with clients around this uh around this topic i've got one more to add i've just seen on my list i've got one more thing to add about illness um, and when they're ill, like when you're ill, what to do? Uh, I don't, I don't want to necessarily start off the chat. Um, if one of you two want to want to talk about illness and recovery from that, yeah, I don't mind. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> go on, Pam, you go, you go. Um, so something I always talk with my clients, or what I tell them when they tell me they are not well, right, dependent. So I always say, right, let's let's have a look. I always go by the rule from neck above and neck below. So basically, if your symptoms are from neck up, so if you have a headache, if uh, you have a snotty nose, uh, potentially if you have a little bit of a sore throat and you feel well enough, then it's probably okay to go and train if you want to. I would just say take it a little bit easy, but only do it if you do want to. If it's from a neck below, so if you 
have a chest cough, if you have a fever, if your joints ache, if your muscles ache, that's probably better not to go to the gym. Uh, I'm not saying you should go when you have a headache, but it's again, it's if you feel good enough, it's probably okay. But if you try to push yourself um, to go to the gym and you're not 100%, you're just making your recovery longer. So your training is going to be shit. Your eating is probably not going to be supportive of your training. And essentially, your progress is going to take a lot longer because you're not giving yourself um, the the time to recover. And I would say it's very important in terms of nutrition as well. So I say to my clients, you shouldn't really be in a calorie deficit if you are recovering from illness. Let's say if you have a flu and it takes you a week to recover, then some people think, oh, but I'm not moving. I should cut my food. Well, that's the same thing. Your recovery is just going to take longer. But saying that, you probably don't go back up to your maintenance calories that you were that you would have if you are going to the gym five times a week. So suddenly your maintenance calories will go lower. So you probably don't need as much food, but that doesn't mean you should be cutting your food a lot more just because you're not moving. So that's mm -hmm. pretty much the rule I do with my clients. What would you say, Mike? Yeah, very similar. I think ultimately the, the more you try and train through it, the longer it's going to take you to recover um taking a few days or a week taking a step back is not going to impact anything that dramatically although trying to train through it will make it take longer and actually those training sessions most likely are not doing anything anyway so you might as well get yourself in a duvet <laughs> recover wait until you feel better um and also I don't want you passing your stuff to me so stay at home yeah yeah agreed uh i i i would say think of it like this illness is going to be a stress on your body but so is exercise that's going to be a stress on your body it can be a healthy stress but it can be an unhealthy stress if it's done excessively lack of sleep that's a stress calorie deficit that's a stress so if you've got illness already as a big stress on your body do you want to con continually add more stress like exercise calorie deficit sleep deprivation um you know so just like uh have said about the calories bring those back up to maintenance bring them into a surplus you're taking away a stress from your body and you're giving it you're giving your body a chance to recover from that big stress which is illness um and then like mike said take away the exercise if you feel like that is um slowing your recovery if if you've got those symptoms that are a bit more severe then take away the, the stress of exercise uh and the final thing is ask yourself why did you get sick and it might just be chance it might be seasonal but for me when I was in an aggressive calorie deficit and overtraining, I was vulnerable to I, I had tonsillitis about 13 times in one year that's how that's how stressed that's my body was and then as soon as I started managing my nutrition better and my rest and blah 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 that all went away. So ask yourself why are you getting sick? It, it could just be chance, but it also could be that you are just stressing your body out too much and you're not giving it the chance to recover. So um, yeah. it was all those boys you were kissing, Adam, don't lie. Mm, <laughs> I mean, my uni days were fun, but they weren't that fun. <laughs> we have got a question from Nate. Um, I currently train six times a week because it helps so much with my mental health, but I get told I train too much. What do you think? Any thoughts? Go for it, Adam. 
Uh, like I said, six times a week, I find that really difficult to recover from. Um, I will wake up feeling like I've been hit by a bus. Things will hurt. Like a good session, having DOMS from you know, the next day isn't a sign that you've had a good session. It's a sign that you're not recovering. <laughs> and like, if you've got continual DOMS and continual like achiness, that's not a sign of progress. Effort and, and pain is not completely in line with progress. So uh, it goes back to doing more isn't always better. Um, however, I, I see the point about mental health and, and having something to do and it, and it and it helps you feel better. But could you find another hobby to do that is outside of the gym that uh, is equally as satisfying. It could be climbing, it could be swimming. And I know they're still exercise, but it's a different type of exercise and it's a different uh, kind of stimulus on your body than strength training. Um, you know, something like swimming is aerobic, something like climbing is nowhere near the intensity of, of bench pressing 80 kg. So, you know, maybe mix up could you could you find a variety of things to do in your week? Could you find something that's completely away from exercise, uh, and and maybe I don't know have friends over for a, a board game night? Uh, you know that could help with your mental health. That's just not that's not exercise. Um, they, that would be my advice. Or could you could you go to Mike's dance classes because you know they are quite good yeah. for mental health or <laughs> something like that? Yeah. You know, yeah. quite easy on the joints. But that's exactly what I wanted to say. Like. If, instead of training can you do something else even if it is go for a walk you know and do something like that you still get movement in you yeah. still can focus on your on your yeah. mental health rather than smashing weights yeah yeah i think there's two sides of it because as like as you guys are especially because i teach a lot of classes if you actually look at how how long i spend exercising it's a lot um, but like you say, there's variations in those exercises. I do get the kind of mental health side of it. I think it comes down to your programming. So are you hammering out six full days of a full body, hitting those same, trying to hit those same things every day? Or are you telling me that one day it's an arm session, it's a 45 minute arm session? Are you doing a small push session this day? Like what what is the scope of those sessions? Um, because you could essentially my same three gym sessions that are quite long could be the equal to someone's six sessions that are shorter added up yeah so if it is for your mental heart health it's about being aware of how much you're training and also if it's a high volume making sure you, your nutrition reflects that because I find that I have to be on it with how much I'm eating if I'm really busy and I've missed lunch for some reason then I try and go into a class, I'm absolutely no chance I'm getting through it because I need to make sure I'm on that. So that's where talking to someone like one of us or another coach about that sort of thing would, if you're, if you're unsure about it, ask someone um, because we go through it, we, we put ourselves through it so we can help in that sort of thing. It's a really good point the sessions part like how long are your mm. sessions and how intense are they because I know some I know one really busy coach who trains six or seven times a week but their session is 20 minutes long and it's just that 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 movement in their day helps to get them going and, and they do it first thing in the morning before they start work and that's okay but when like you said a session becomes an hour hour and a half six times a week this is a lot of stress um on you and and um 
you know, it, it could be it could be that you're just overdoing it uh, slightly. Agree. Agree. Right, I think we're going to wrap it up. So if I had to say one thing about this chat we had, I would probably say um, less is more, right? Mm. Uh, just trying to focus on quality rather than quantity and take those breaks when needed. Anything? Right. Any message, guys? I chose the easy one. Um, I went first. <laughs> I would say ultimately with any holidays or trips or anything the reason why we exercise and keep moving is to enable us to go to these things and enjoy more time with our friends and our family that's the important part so it's as much as it is finding a balance it's about enjoying those moments so don't let any of this get in that way of enjoying time with your family and friends that is the crux of it but it is that balance that we're working on yeah you can't bring those moments back if you choose to um, hammer the gym six, seven times a week and you're sacrificing social occasions. You can't bring those back. So grab hold of those occasions and those opportunities that are real life and that are fun. Um, and don't give yourself the permission to have time off. Just give yourself that permission um, to, to do it and, and explore that and, and, and reassure yourself that you're not going to lose everything. And, and don't always think that more effort correlates to more growth and pain, more pain correlates to more growth. It, it often doesn't.